This is Radio Free Pro Wrestling, the home of smart and stunning wrestling takes. Happy WrestleMania week. We are here on Radio Free Professional Wrestling. I am the stunning one, Sean himself, and this is an extra special show as we're giving you the perfect breakdown to your WrestleMania weekend. And by legal means, I have finally got Randy, the current reign defending undisputed Churchill Cup champion of the world. And yes, I was forced to read that by illegal. And I'm joined by my co-host David from Peterborough, England, and Jake from the Windy City. Gentlemen, let's go around the horn here. How you doing? Gentlemen, we are on the road to WrestleMania. We are fastly approaching it. And right now, I have adrenaline in my stomach. You know how I feel at this point. It could easily be a hint for later on this episode to see where you go here. David, you doing okay? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm surprised you didn't let our guest speak first, like the reigning champion, but we seem to do an awful lot of disrespect on the show. Yeah, I'm good. Um, let's go. Let's do this. It's WrestleMania week. It's wrestling up the yin yang. Um, let's let's talk about some of it. Okay, gentlemen. Before we get into breaking down the cards for both nights of WrestleMania, something happened last week after we recorded this show. CM Punk went onto Instagram and basically laid into Chris Jericho, Tony Khan, Moxley, and Dave Meltzer. Then apparently he deleted it as fast as it went up. Gentlemen, what did we think about CM Punk's little Instagram story? This came up uh, this past weekend, uh, and uh, this is pretty. This is pretty uh, shocking to see this. Um, look, uh, for those of you, uh, I know this is just audio, but at this point, I'm just rolling my eyes. Uh, uh, at this point, I- I'm just so tired of this story. Uh, I desperately want just to bang my head against the wall. Um, you know, I saw an interesting post on the Observer board that perfectly summed up my feelings, and this is via a man. Uh, named uh, Emily Penny, uh, quote, So in 24 hours, Punk has gone from, you know, I've been reading Steve Kern's book, and there was a backstage fight one time, but they squashed the beef in a day fascinating to completely scorched uh, Earth taking of, uh, Earth take of Mox, a bad booker, screw Dave, screw Jericho, AEW put my health at risk, all because of one paragraph in the radio show section of this board um you know punk has shown himself to be predictably petulant uh it's just it's just hilarious while it also it's sad um that he's that he's had his uh like had his own defense right now uh but look i mean he has uh, like his self-awareness has been very small uh to this point and that's about bang on uh, to me. I feel for Punk because knowing what he, what we know about his childhood and such, and his struggles in the industry, he 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 clearly has um, some issues. But you know, but it's it's the whole thing. The whole thing is just so sad and pathetic to watch. I like every party involved much less than I did before uh, that infamous All Out show. And I'll I'll say this: I understand what Dave was trying to do. Uh, t- was trying to do in what he felt he has an obligation to sort of share these bits of gossip uh, really that come his way and that's one of the reasons people turn to his form for goodness sake dave like stop feeding the trolls at this point uh, i think that's one thing i'll point the finger to as far as as far as dave is concerned don't feed the trolls anymore these people have been shown many times to be incapable of any adult discourse and as polarizing you know uh, as um as jericho boxley uh, hangman and the Bucks are 
you know, we don't see them, you know, um, out there on the internet uh, ranting and raving. Uh, we never hear the stories of, of drama with those guys. It, it's clear right here that Phil Brooks has just a personal temper tantrum and grudges are, that are shown all over the internet. So, you know, it's, it, it, at, at this point, it's become so tiresome. Social media, that's pool. That's all I got to say. What What's going on is absolutely uh, terrible. We thought we could forget about it and get over it, and then this comes up, and the deletion or reten the retaining or retention of the the post is um, wrong as well, right? Um, posting something up and taking it away after. Yeah, Dave, I guess apologized to say that he did word it wrong, um, but I just don't anymore. Um, realistically, um, it's in the news again. It's WrestleMania week, and we're hearing about this. Like, this is a good time for celebrating a different. Uh, event that's maybe going on right now so i agree with you jake on that aspect of it i don't even want to hear about it. yeah that's uh, there's a couple of couple of things i would agree with one one it's, it's jake's point of all of these guys i've got a little bit less respect for i think that is a great point um i'd actually taken the angle that we hadn't heard much from both whereas the books had got their own sarcastic comment you had the incident last last wednesday night where books Bates got covered up on dynamite. I think um, that's the sort of thing that they know he's got to push his fucking button, and it did. Um, the one thing that's going to come a bit, mark my words, guys, and you can you can take this for what it is. This will lead to AEW's biggest match ever. It's just that that match will be CM Punk versus Cody Rhodes on SummerSlam. Think about it. Wow. I was taking. You can see there that happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I don't think it's that's that far off, really, David. Yeah, really, really. I don't know. I, from what I'm hearing with Triple H, not really uh, liking the situation as well. I don't know. Obviously, that's a step Phil Brooks has got to take, which is relationship with with them Paul. But yeah, I, I take that point on Randy. But you can see it. Yeah. There's a pattern forming now. But you make a good point, Randy. I mean, I, I'm sure that WWE and AEW uh, would love to have Phil Brooks. Uh, CM Punk, but at this point, is is it really worth the headache and the drama that he'll potentially bring to your locker room? Exactly, Jake. You know, it's like you finally get to date that really popular girl in school over the summer, and you have a few good months, and you get right back towards going back to school, and she starts to show the crazy side. We've seen Philbert's crazy side. It's now the question is, is it worth enough for people to put up with it for one, two, three months of good matches? Then here we go again. We're right back to the start where he's on Twitter. He's on Instagram going like, blah, 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 blah. At the end of the day, though, it is a business. And I sort of agree with Dave. Like, I would like to see CM Punk. He doesn't have to wrestle every week. It could be one match, like a, like uh, Cody versus Punk or even a Kenny versus Punk as one match because you think of money fights or in the history of wrestling little pieces of real life have always been involved in something hogan and macho man didn't like right stuff right those were the money matches so would it be possible for phil brooks tony khan or or triple h whatever it may be to say okay we're gonna do one match one match only for all the money in the world like a connor, connor versus floyd would people forget about it for the one match i think that is possible your your theory is not impossible at all. I think it's very, very possible. But if I were Tony Khan, I would actually hop on that train bigger than uh, Triple H. Well, the obvious one, Randy, is has been much muted by other people as well as us. Is to have the triple threat matchup, um, Punk FTR versus the Elite, um, and that 
I mean, let's face it, you put that on on AEW television before the end of the year, that's going to put, that's going to put buns on seats. It's going to sell pay-per-view. But it's just by design, your theory, by design of having that little edge, knowing that there's real life um, heat between all the combatants. Okay, gentlemen, what did we feel about Moss's response as he went on to his wife's podcast? Sessions. I feel like Motley might be the person in the most right here because I feel like Jake, you had a good opinion on Facebook where you were saying you have to listen to the whole podcast to understand exactly what Mott is getting to. But I got a feeling that Mott is not like these clickbait sites are saying, like, all right, at AEW. I feel like he's more annoyed at the situation that he is dealing with where it's taking away from the good wrestling that is on AEW. Mm-hmm. You think that Mox would go would um, be the the ranting type here and would uh, go off to and go off about uh, all the all the drama, but he took the high road here, which I got to give him some credit to some credit to, to. So, yeah, I mean, he he just he just wants to get away from all the the BS crap, all all the BS uh, that he uh, that he's noticed uh, um uh, noticed backstage and he and you know, he let himself know that uh he let everyone know that there was a lot of unnecessary drama, which, you know, he, which you already said, you know, takes away all the, the great stuff that has uh, happened on screen. You know, the tremendous promos and the matches as well that take place on AEW TV. So I got to give Mox credit here. I don't know. Like, I agree with drama in the locker room. And it's almost going back to the, even the last discussion we just had previously. Mox uh, taking out and acknowledging it was different from Moxley. Yes, 100%. But again, reflecting on that story instead of saying nothing, I would have preferred on that aspect as well. We can go again, what we just said in that previous conversation, a little life, a little real life in um, wrestling isn't too bad, but acknowledging that uh, the drama in the locker room takes that 50% excitement for me in it. Um, I agree with Mo- what Moxley said in all the different bunches that he said it, said his things in. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know if that looks good for AEW for what he said and how he said it in turn. I don't even know if it looks good for wrestling in a whole again, because all this drama is coming into it. Um, back in the day, I'll, I'll stress it again. Back in the day, do you don't think that there was drama in the wrestling room? Like, uh, the locker room, there was drama. You know I mean, Billy Jack Haynes, they like this guy, so on and so forth. But guess what? At the end of the day, sure opened they forgot about it they did their job and came back in it just has to change a little back in the day and have that respect order in the locker room and with moxley with what he said i it's not that i disagree with him i think he's he's definitely a leader everybody could learn off him um but i just again i just don't think it's right like in most ways what about you david yeah i couldn't come fault most of that randy in what you said um we said before we went on there we were talking about to talk to you about this um that that interview is like his book. It just rambles. It goes from tangent to tangent, to tangent. But a lot of what he said, yeah, I, I have no issue with. Um, and it is interesting that he almost agreed with Punk about almost without naming names about some of the playground malarkey that goes on. Though everyone knows what's gone on behind the scenes. Um, to me, just get on with it. And there's one personal fault with all of this. These two stories that we just discussed, as for adult wrestling fans who know a little bit about the business without being it being too dangerous, one person could stop all of this, and that's the so-called Booker of the Year. Being, and, and this is my opinion, it doesn't have to be the opinion of the three. He's got no coherence to stand up to any of these guys, 
and say it's my show. We stop this. We stop this now. We draw a line under it and let's do what is best for the company. And he won't do it. It's 2023. Back at, I hate always referring back in the day. It's 2023. Right. But back in the day, when you had a problem with somebody, you stood up to them and you hashed it. And it was a face. It was a punch in the face. I'm not saying that's the right thing to do in 2023. But yeah. it seemed to work back then. You know what I mean? And everybody yeah. had a, a pecking order, respect order. And uh, from any promotion, from Indies to Mid-South to whatever you think of, right? Calgary Stampede. Everything had a pecking order, and there's one guy you look to. Mm-hmm. David hit the uh, nail on the head right there by saying it. Like, you have to stand up to this and get over it. it at the end of the day, it's a business. It's money. And Tony is a, Tony is a mark. He admits it. He enjoys the products. Tony is a mark, and he enjoys it. So I'll, I'll say this. Like, we'll see a one past example. Um, we see in the mid-'90s, Shawn Michaels. He caused a lot of drama uh, in in the locker room, and we've seen. And Vince was kind of similar to Tony, where he didn't really do anything back in the mid '90s, and we saw what that happened with the fall uh, with with the falling out, uh, and so we saw Brett and Sean getting at getting at each other um, in in '97, just having multiple backstage fights, and you know. But as as much as I I disagree with it, you know, Vince decided to defend himself and his company, and executing the, the screw job in Montreal. And, you know, like, I, I know that people say that, you know, oh, well, Vince is such a micromanager. He's uh, he's a dictator. But, look, I, I appreciate Tony and what, what he has done uh, with this business. And he, and he wants to, you know, give a lot of wrestlers opportunities. And he wants to be, you know, hey, if he wants to be personal friends with, with his wrestlers, you know, I, no problem about that. But at times, like, there's a line that you should not cross and at times that you need to take charge and take charge and remind himself, Hey, if, if you're, if you think of, you know, going into business yourself, like you don't belong to this company anymore. So, and that's, that's what Vince did. And, uh, Hey, it, 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 it brought people the wrong way, but Hey, it's, it's, it, no, Vince did the right thing and still it's his company. So, and that's what Tony Khan needs to understand at this point. That's exactly exactly what I was trying to get at on that. So yes, well said. Okay, Jim, and I want to leave this conversation by saying I really feel like Tony Khan needs to sit down in a next series of contracts and hammer in a social media cause into these contracts where if you're employed by AEW, you don't go spill all the beef backstage on Twitter or Instagram. Hmm. Exactly. Leave that. Yeah, leave that to uh, uh, leave that to the newsletters. Okay. <laughs> don't the rest of don't need to do that. <laughs> Okay, gentlemen, we are going to a segment I call On Tap as we preview NXT Stand and Deliver. What's on tap? The guys give you their picks on what you can't miss this week. Gentlemen, this card is going to kick off WrestleMania weekend, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. on the West Coast. So get up early for NXT on the West Coast, everybody. And it's still 6 p.m. in the U- in in U- in the UK time, so it's perfect for uh, for David right there. <laughs> okay, Jim, let's start at the bottom of this card here. It's Chase University. It's Andre Chase, Duke Hudson, Via Hell, and somehow in the world, Tyler Bate has got stuck into this vortex as they're going to face against the system. Eesh. 
So who do you have, guys? I'm really enjoying Chase U. I know, I know a lot of people are, but I'm really enjoying it. Tyler Bate with them. I guess it just elevates them so they can get to that next level, to that, uh, uh, to that point where people will see them and enjoy them more. Um, I know, I know my heart. Are we going with my heart or with my pick? I'll say with well, my heart. Quite I'll the with Jake U. Came on with a pick schism. Quite simply because if Tyler Bates in the match, he's going to lose. Because that's what the WWE do with him. Because they're arseholes. But yeah, I mean, Chase U is, they are so good. And I think that's like uh, some of like the only uh, high points of NXT lately. So I will love, to, yeah, I mean, the way that they're doing right now. Yeah, Chase U, I'll definitely pick that for pick that for myself. Um, but yeah, I know that t- uh, Tyler Bates kind of in this weird conundrum as of right now. But uh, hopefully he won't be in this too long. <laughs> I have a crazy feeling that Duke Hudson might turn on this JTU team and actually join the schism. Eesh. <laughs> well, David, let's go on to the next match, guys. We're going to the Triple Fred for the NFC Tag Team Championship as we have Dallas versus the Creed Brothers versus the family of Tony D'Angelo and Chase Stacks Orlando. Jimin, who are we taking to either retain or win the titles? I, I'd... I personally think Gallus will uh, definitely retain. Um, it's time for the Creed brothers to come up, I think, at this time. Uh, don't get me wrong. I still think uh, Stax and D'Angelo will still um, be running for those titles and eventually. But Gallus, I like Yeah, Gallus. ditto with Randy. This is going to be a clean sweep here because I feel like it's not time to take the titles off of Gallus. I still think they have a lot more they can do in NXT. So let's go on to our next match on this card. And we're going to the Fable Fiveway. This is probably going to be the one that opens the show. It's for the North American Championship. As last night, they added Asim to this, the former A-Kid. Oof. So this match has now Wesley versus Dragon Lee versus JD McDonough versus Ilya Dragunov versus Asim. Gentlemen, this is going to be the freaking best match of the weekend. No, it's not. No, that's, that's some sort of stagnant marriage. I'll stay behind it. Oh, look at you, you voice of reason. I'm trying to love to wait simple as that otherwise like it, the card is dead to me dragging off I'm loving it always have done always well doing men he won't win of course because it's the WWE but um and what he's up with calling a kid out to him I mean why what is up with that <laughs> that's why this match is gonna suck because they've given a kid you're with nine Anyway, Joe. If this was pure black and gold NXT, like during the TakeOver era, I would, uh, I'm would. i certainly sure that Ilya Dragunov would have won here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I see to your point. I don't see I don't see that happening. I, I, yeah, I see Wesley uh, currently retaining here. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he probably will. Yeah, you're right, always, but uh... explain why I did it. I actually sort of agree on this. I'm really looking forward to this match. Um, I think Wesley will retain, but... I don't know. It could be probably one of the matches in NXT for the year. We'll say NXT. Maybe it is. Exactly. Mark my word. When I come back on the show next week, Dave is going to tell me I was right. <laughs> there. Should we make a bet here? <laughs> I tell you what, Sean. If you are, I will eat the humblest of humble pride. I promise you. Okay, gentlemen. We're moving on to the next match. It's for the Women's NXT Tag Team Championship as we have the team that cannot get along, Fela Helling and Kiana James versus probably the 
best tag team that NXT UK <laughs> could put together that you didn't know you really needed until you saw them together and go like, oh, hell, this works. It's I, Don, and Kelly Lee Ray. So, Chuman, tell me how in the world that KLR and I, Don don't win this match. They have to. They surely have to. They surely have to. Send them no. Well, I can't even contemplate any other result. <laughs> We're letting our guests go first, so. <laughs> oh, everybody's just sitting there? Uh, yeah, they'll win. They'll win. <laughs> yeah. I, anything with Briggs and Jensen, I, I couldn't care less about. So, <laughs> really liking the spookies, I call them. Um, the witches or whatever it may be in every promotion. So, yeah. And it, trust me, they're just way, way better. Way better as wrestlers, anyway. So, it's, it, it only makes sense. Well, coming out of the last night's episode of NXT, we saw that Keanu James tried to get the tag team of Richards, uh, Briggs and Brooks a tag team title match through a quote-unquote qualifying match and they lost. And finally, Keanu James kissed Briggs, um, finally. I feel like they're going to break these two off and to have a mixed tag team match for you coming down the road here, coming out of Stand and Deliver. So, ready to see these titles move on to Alba Fire and Adon. <laughs> yeah, good point there. <laughs> okay, gentlemen, we'll slide on to the next match. And it's the letter match. For the women's NXT world title. As of last night, they added Roxanne Perez. She's cleared to wrestle. So the champion who got stripped of the title is in the match for said title. And she's facing off against Zoe Sart, Chidi Dillon, Tiffany Stratton, Lyra Vakery, and Annie Hartwell. Okay, two choices here, guys. Does Chidi get the title or does Perez retain? <laughs> To be honest with you, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna anger a lot of people, and I want to see Indy Hardwell win it. <laughs> yeah, before she does go up to the main roster. I mean, that's that's what I that's what I think. So, <laughs> it, it, she's actually competing for the AC Women's Championship. Now that's <laughs> now that's something in itself. So, and I I yeah. So he's like I I look Indy Hardwell. Like I'm I really love what she's doing, and I really want want her to get her uh to get her win here. <laughs> Indy, yeah, you're most definitely Indy. Could have a chance, but is it her time to go up? I have no clue. She's been down there long enough, but that's the only other way to elevate her before she does go up. So, I love and love these prediction shows that we do because it gives me an idea of how much you guys have been drinking. Look, <laughs> okay, come on, hey, come on, let let's not pretend that you do it yourself, man. Hey. hey. If anyone, if anyone can judge on how much people drink, it's, it's some of the UK. Yeah, with the type right? of beer you guys have. Right. Here. <laughs> to me, heart says Dolan, head says Perez. See, David, I'm with you. I, I was on Team Dolan, but when I saw that last night, I'm going like, we're going through the Shawn Michaels Memorial Booking Program here, so Perez is going to retain this rewinter title, so yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, gentlemen, let's yeah. go up to the unsanctioned match. As we have Johnny Sainface or Johnny Gargaro versus Grayson Waller. David, is your favorite wrestler going to win this match or is he going to lose Waller? I don't care. I don't care. This is the sort. Right. To be fair, I'm going to sum this up and you can cut, cut me out till you've done this bit now. Um, I'm not an NXT fan at all, but there are some matches down there. As much as I chuck the Mickey about the, the bike weight, there are some matches I want to see. I want to see the Gallus match. I want to see that bike. Well, I don't think it anywhere meets it. It'll be match of the weekend. But I want to see Fry and Dawn win the women's title. 
um, I'd like to see Gigi Zell run, win, sorry, win the NXT women's title and the, the Brian Dawn win the tag team titles. I do not give one flying about Gavino Waller or Break the House because I think all four of them are hugely <laughs> overrated and they do not. No, I don't, I don't like them. Personally, my opinion, I do not like, and none of those four do I want to see on a main stage. I just don't. Ron Breaker, I think, has been absolutely ruined by keeping him down in NXT too long. You have a natural storyline of who Sully is, and they got cocked it up. They just kept him with a tin pop tile, which is what it is. You could argue with me all day long, the NXT file, and they kept him as a big fish in a little bomb. Send him up there with the big boys and see how well he does. And, and the, you know, I'm sorry, Gav, then due to his size, yeah, he can wrestle. All right, or maybe I've been a bit, bit harsh. But for the many, many reasons he's been criticised, it does not float my boat, and I don't want to see those two matches. And I'm sorry for those that have offended. Sorry, not sorry. You and Dan the Mad Lovransky should spend time together. <laughs> and David. Well, no, it's, you know, it's just my take. I know what I like, and I like what I know, and I'm old and grumpy. <laughs> look, like we've we've seen. I mean, look this experiment with Gargano in the main roster. Uh, you, we've seen how that's turned out to be, and uh, you know they he's not the best on the mic, and they turned his music into something crappier. <laughs> so, and that's the result. He came back down to NXT. So, uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, we've we've seen it. It, it just speaks for itself. Um, yeah, I mean Gargano and Waller. Um, Look, I'm pretty sure it's gonna, probably going to have its high points, but yeah, I'm I'm with David. Uh, it's it's probably it's probably the least interesting of of of, of this whole Mania weekend, really. So, I mean, it could go out go either way. Um, yeah, <laughs> I I just don't care personally. Go <laughs> oh, Randy, put some a voice of rage on it. Johnny Gargano, probably one of the most talented wrestlers in the world, and I don't care if you're laughing, David, or not, but I personally actually believe it. In this role, coming back down to NXT, and I only believe it's for this one match. Jake, I do agree with you coming up. Um, he hasn't done as well. You know what I mean? Because his promo skills do lack. But Gargano is not one of those guys. Gargano is a, a trainer role, I guess you could say. He's one of the guys that a lot of people can learn off of. Grayson Waller will learn off this match. Grayson Waller isn't that bad. Um if anything, Grace Waller has to go run this match to make that next step, right? So am I looking forward to this match? No, it's not one of the matches that I'm looking forward to that's happening all weekend. Um, but will I enjoy it? I hate to say this, David, but I do enjoy Johnny Gargano. But uh, who do I think will win this? Uh, Grace Waller. It has to be pushed to Grace. It has to be pushed to the younger guy. And yeah, and look, like I, I, I love Johnny Gargano too. I mean, I'm back in... The takeover days uh, in early 2018, like he was, he was my favorite guy. Um, <laughs> and he, and those matches against Shava, Mike, you and Twelve. I know I'm in the minority, big guy. Oh, what? And look, his, his. Hey, look, Gargano, <laughs> Gargano and Andrade and Chill. <laughs> that, that, yeah. that was the best during yeah, time. Yeah, I wouldn't Amazing matches during that time, though. I could live in like you've been Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're to the main event here, or I think will be the main event, is for the NSC Championship. And, gentlemen, are you ready for my next hot take? Here it comes. It's Carmelo Hayes, this generation's Shawn Michaels versus Braun Breaker. Carmelo Hayes, 
Carmelo Hayes has to go over. I mean, he is that talented uh, as of right now. And I think Braun Breaker, say whatever you want about him, but I think he is, like, more than ready to come up to the main roster uh, at this point. Like, um, if this, if, at this point, if it doesn't happen, then, you know, you know, Braun Breaker has been so dominant in NXT, what else can you do with him? And it would just be a disservice to his talent uh, and just disservice to, like, his legacy if he just, if he just keeps uh, floundering in NXT. Totally agree. Um, Ron Breaker needs to come up. He needs to be that guy um, feuding with the bigger guys, like a Gunther, again. Um, anybody bigger. Um, he has had too much time and too much dominance in NXT. Carmelo Hayes, again, one of the one of the most talented wrestlers. I've seen him before NXT. I've seen him during it. I believe he is a talented wrestler and his persona. I, I like it. I know David's completely different. It's North Americanized, I will call it. No, 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 like now I'm I'm all for that. And I please don't i I know I have World of Sport roots, Randy, but I'm all for a bit of North Americanization. It's his time. It's his time to shine. And I think actually we'll elevate that title and not make it as stale or stagnant that it is with Braun just running through everybody. So the the one point I would make on this match is that you, I, I agree with you in the Carmelo Hayes should go over. I agree with both of you in that bad logical booking. Taking my personal issues with these guys out of it, logical booking dictates Carmelo goes over. And that Breaker then makes his whatever debut on Raw on the Monday night after WrestleMania on that big show. He's almost obviously the biggest Raw of the year. They're probably against, be against like LA Nate or something too when that comes. Yeah, yeah, so now I can get squashed again. Yeah, fucking don't start me. Are you two, are you three trying to wind me up? <laughs> Randy's trying to get at me before the main select. Hey, Flash you, flush you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, that has been your preview of NSC Stand and Deliver. It is time for the main event. We have the Churchill Cup coming your way here. It's time for the Winston Churchill Cup. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing first the champion, hailing from Toronto, Canada. He claims to be the longest reigning Churchill Cup champion of all time. He is none other than Randy. And he's going to face, to me personally, the greatest Churchill Cup champion of all time, David the Smart Mark. And we have our newcomer, he may have lost to Randy in the last time we had the Churchill Cup Challenge, but Jake's here to make amends. Can this be Jake's childhood dream come true? The boyhood dream has come true. Here are the official rules for this Churchill Cup Challenge. We are selecting every match on night one and night two of WrestleMania. Randy, since he's the Churchill Cup champion, has selected to go last. That's his honor and privilege to do. And we have come up with the order being David going first, Jake going second, and the champion's going to go last. Each person will make one pick. You get one point for the correct answer. There is no penalty for a wrong answer. You just don't get a point. And by some chance, if we have a tie at the end of the night, whoever picks the winner or whoever lasts the longest in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal will be the new Churchill Cup champion. Sweet. Okay, gentlemen. So who is winning the Andre the Memorial Battle Royal? David, who is your selection? Lashley. Okay, Jake, who are you taking to be your champion going into the Battle Royal? Oh, uh, yeah, he, David already stole it. It's uh, I really want to see Lashley get this. 
and we're going all the same boys because that's whether you wasn't facing Bray Wyatt, that's the only other play you have to you have to give Lashley something right now with the rule items on. I'm sorry. Making the same pick, but that's the only reason why I had Lashley all along. You're the champ, right? Yeah. Can we just say yeah. Can we just say I'm just uh as much as as much as I hate to say it, but uh, I'm kinda happy we don't see a lot of uh just just the weirdness of a Bray Wyatt's uh mania weekend. Uh so <laughs> Especially against Bobby, right? Yeah, against Bobby, against a ta- talented person like Bobby. So, yeah. Okay, Jevin, we are using Wikipedia to do our picks for WrestleMania Night One and Night Two, and the match that we have heard to start the evening on Night One is for the United States Championship. It's Austin Fury versus John Cena. So, David, who is walking out as the United States Champion? Austin Fury. And what do you say, Jake? Ooh, you know what? I'm going to do a hot take here for this one. Uh, I think uh, as a result uh, of, uh, I'm going to take a lot, I'm going to take a lot of risks here uh, potentially, but uh, this will probably be my first upset of the night and the way that uh, uh, Cena buried uh, Theory in that promo. I'm going to try to take a risk and say John Cena here. I'm actually really torn on this pick and I'll explain the reason why is that I think John Cena could win. And then Monday Night Raw, Theory wins it back, right? That's a good That's a good choice right there, too, yeah. I don't know what to pick on that, but how long is John Cena going to be around? I honestly think, I like Austin Theory. I like Austin Theory a lot right now, so I'm going to pick Austin Theory. You know, guys, you brought two good points here. It depends on how long Cena's going to say. Do we get a summer of Cena, or is he just in here for this one match? with Austin Fury and to put Fury over only time will tell that's gonna actually this pick is gonna be the one that decides who wins so alright not necessarily not necessarily I've got some fifth game springs with Bradley yeah that's good alright that's a good point (laughs) (laughs) well well let's go on to the next match we're going to pick between Seth freaking Rollins and Everybody's favorite social media influencer, Logan Paul. David, who is your pick? Seth Rollins. Anything else? It's just Carol. This celebrity bollocks has to stop. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I like my professional wrestlers to be professional wrestlers. And I like Seth Rollins. I love Tyler Black. And if, if, uh, please, if they put Logan Paul over Seth Rollins, a former Ring of Honor champion, I'm going to cry. You won't see a grown man cry. That's my logic. Well, Jake, are we going to see a grown man cry here? <laughs> Look, Lo- Logan Paul is not that bad. I mean, he has improved a lot. Oh, and yes. He is not. He has improved in the last year. I mean, I wouldn't be that harsh on him. But yeah, I'll agree that to Seth Rollins has to go over in this match. Uh, as talented as Logan Paul is, but I, hey, I I even go. I even see this go for fifteen to twenty minutes. To be honest with you. I agree with Jake on that aspect. As much as I hate uh, as a person who um, Paul is, um, he, he has done great. Like for a guy that just comes came in, his matches have been absolutely great and spots, right? And that's what they're supposed to do. Like a bad buddy, like everybody um, crumbed on bad bunny, um, but bad buddy Logan Paul, um, they come in and they've done their job. Um, but I personally really don't like Logan Paul. So I have to go with Seth Rollins. Well, you know, gentlemen, if I was doing this pick for the Churchill Cup, I may select Logan Paul. And hey, you know what? I feel like if Paul would win this match, 
you could go to Batlash and have him face Bad Bunny, <laughs> and I think that would be one heck of an entertaining match between two non-wrestlers. <laughs> That'd be a lot of training. That'd be a lot of training. <laughs> okay, gentlemen, we're on to the six-woman tag team match as we have Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch, David's favorite, versus Damage Control. David, who are you picking? Now, when Randy said about um, the Austrian Theory, seeing the match being the one that could split us all, this is, for me, one that could split me, because I can't, I can't put any logic to this. I am going to go with, and this really, really hurts, but I'm going to go with Trish Lita and Lynch over damage control. No, mm. I actually want, I actually want the result to be the other way. This is about picking who I think will win, and that's who I think will go win. But that is one of the hardest I've had to go. Okay. Uh, we've seen some of the discourse online. Uh, I'm going to go uh, on the other side here. We've seen some of the discourse online regarding Trish and Becky and the, the potential tension between each other. And I, we could see a little bit of a rift. He, I, I could see, personally, a little bit of a rift during this match uh, between Trish and Becky that could uh, lead down the line between a match uh, against each other. And we can see Damage Control take advantage of that opportunity uh, and through uh, through nefarious means. So I'm going to pick Damage Control here. Good pick, Jake. I, I see your point there too, David. This was another one that I, I had a hard time of picking. Um, the, the like I said, the Trish thing and where it can lead with that um, Trish and Becky Lynch, which would be great to see. So for me, uh, for that reason, I am picking damage control. Hmm. That's an interesting choice by you, Randy. I think you may be regretting that come Monday morning, but we'll find out. Yes, we will. Okay, we are moving on to probably the least most anticipated match in WrestleMania history. As we're that's an understatement. <laughs> as we're gonna pick between Brock Lesnar and Almost. How the hell did we get to this match? And David, who are you taking? Lesnar over Osmosis. I, I just don't can Brock Lesnar. I don't no, 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 it's not right. Osmos uh, Brock over Osmosis. I'm sorry, but Omos is not doing it for me personally. Uh the charisma is not there, the personality is not there. And I just see, um, I, I personally, I see a squash with Brock Lesnar winning here. Yeah, this match can't be over four minutes. I hope to God not. But there is that opportunity that, say, Bobby Lashley wins the the Battle Royal or something about rumors going on with uh, putting back to her business back together. That's the only way that uh, Osmos has a chance, almost whatever his name is, I him. But I have to pick Brock. But hopefully it's not more than four minutes. Please. His name should be so simple. And then and people cannot agree on how it should be pronounced. Because <laughs> I, I don't think people care. So when you don't care, you, like it goes one ear and out the other. That's the reason why. Gentlemen, this could be this generation. Undertaker versus Giant, Giant Gonzalez. Even that one was better. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Okay, we are moving quickly along here as we go to the WWE Raw Women's Championship match. This is a match I'm looking forward to, and it's not just because the champion right now hails from the greatest city in North America, Knoxville, Tennessee, as Bianca Belair is facing Oz against Asuka. David, who are you picking? Asuka, get Ben. 
Oscar, look, I see so many upsides by having Oscar win here. Her character tweak pays off. You have another top star to work with every week. She finally gets a win at WrestleMania after eight years. And Bianca has the opportunity to show a new side of herself if she does lose the title here. So, well, it's not one she can wrestle. <laughs> hey, be, be more of an aggressive, me bored with more of an aggressive anti hero uh, to the audience uh, for me personally. So, yeah, I mean, as as a more of an aggressive character, I would love to see Bianca get out of that. So, uh, and uh, for me, I'm going to pick Oscar to win the title here. Never a doubt, Oscar. Nothing against Bianca either. Um, she is getting kind of stale though right now. Not enough people are talking about her. Where people are talking about Oscar um, now again, thank goodness too on that aspect of it. Um, yes, her character change. It looks good. Um, it's appealing. Everybody's behind her. You hear it even in the crowd. Oscar is going to take that belt. I'm just happy to see. I'm just happy to see an era where uh, Asians in the WWE aren't disrespected, and we're finally seeing like you know good Japanese, good Japanese talent having their shine uh, in this day and age. You know, Jake, that's very true, and I agree with you, Jim. And I do believe that the reign of Bel Air is coming in this weekend, and we're going to see the Empress of Tomorrow become the champion of today. Now we're going on to. The next women's championship match, probably the main event in night one somehow, but it's real Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. David, how does Charlotte Flair leave this weekend still champion? Or can she? Um, my gut says she will, particularly, and I'll tell you my bizarre WWE logic here, because I'm convinced that's because winning and the title will change with her and Bel Air. That's why I think Charlotte will retain. Simple as that. WWE booking. Yeah, typically uh, they don't have all the titles change uh, in one night. So yeah, this could be this could be uh, one example of it right here. Um, to be honest with you, like you, know, I've been talking to uh, uh, Pollock and Way about this. I see more of a chance that Rhea Ripley would have an opportunity for uh, for more of the men's titles than the women's titles here, <laughs> um, to be honest with you. Maybe challenge for the Intercontinental or the United States title uh, down the road. So, yeah, I, as of right now, I see Charlotte uh, retaining uh, the women, the SmackDown Women's Championship, uh, but I still could see some good things for Rhea Ripley uh, down the road in, in this year. With Dominic Mysterio being so uh, uh, present in social media and following the exact opposite of people, what they want to see, and doing it really well. Rhea Ripley being on a, a tidal wave of popularity too, and listening to the crowd as well. I agree with what you guys are saying with Charlotte, but honestly, I think this is my pick that may put me one up. I'm actually going to pick Rhea Ripley just because Do is so hot right now, mm. and Charlotte, she's only been out there just showing her face, right? Not really wrestling as much. So I think they should make Rhea the champ, um, this aspect of it, because I just, Judgment Day needs a title, you know what I mean, to me. And um, I think Rhea Ripley wins this title today, or that day. Okay, gentlemen, speaking of Don Mysterio, why don't we go to the next match, as he is facing his father, Rey Mysterio, and the match. It finally happened this past Friday on SmackDown, where they agreed to have the match. So, David... Is Ray going to whip the hell out of Dominic? Because that's how the story should end, really. Yeah, exactly, Sean. You're right. It should. But I think Dominic goes over here. How about you, Jake? 
Uh, Dominic Mysterio wins uh, with uh, nefarious means and interference. Uh, but uh, but look, I, I think Do- look Dominic is that talented, and he can go on his own. And I it would be uh, as great as as much as I love Ray. I think it would be a little bit of a mistake uh, to have uh, to not have Dominic have his shine uh, at least for a mania moment. Absolutely. This is this match for me is so hard because there's so many scenarios that you could do. Um, WrestleMania, I thought they were probably going to do like a, a retirement match or uh, make it like a stip in it, right? So I honestly mm-hmm. think they may do it uh, down the line. Um, so at SummerSlam, say for an example, like uh, Rey Mysterio has to retire again, maybe with Dominic and Ray. So for this reason, I'm because there's no stip on the line. You, I'm going to pick Ray. That's a good point. Yeah, um, I think Dominic is going to win at the like at the end to get Ray out of there when he retires. So I'm going to pick Ray, um, just because this Hall of Fame weekend, as well as there's a little stip. So that's the only reason. Okay, gentlemen, we are moving on to the men's WrestleMania so showcase tag team match. It's a fatal four way. It's Braun Strowman, Ricochet versus the Street Profits versus. The Cavaliers versus the Viking Raiders. David, who's going to win this first four way match that nobody cares about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair play. Um, these will be the ones that will do, do us, I think, no matter what. But I'm going to go with the Street Profits. And how about you, Jake? Who you got here? I'm going with the Street Profits. Yep. Okay, Champion Randy, who are you selecting in this fatal four way? This could be the pitiful point in this Churchill Cup challenge. Totally understand that. Um, I'm confident with my Ray pick too as well. So I'm going to switch it up a little different from the Street Profits. The Street Profits need it the most out of all these guys, but also there's another team in there that needs it as well, and that's the Viking Raiders because they definitely have to somehow shine. So even though my heart wants the Street Profits to win, I actually think the Viking Raiders are going to do it. We're going back-to-back here with the showcase matches as we go to the women's side. As we have Liv Morgan and that longtime tag team partner of hers, Raquel Gonzalez, and that team's going to be with facing Natalia and Shotzi, and they are facing Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, and the most pitiful tag team of all time, Chelsea Green and Anya Deville. Okay, David, how does Ronda and Shayna Baszler not win this match? Well, they don't. I mean, they've got to. They've done just. I mean. Yeah, no, I'm not even going to go into it because you, 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 none of you are stupid. You all know what I mean, Ron Okay, Jake, are you going to pick somebody different? Or are you going to go out on a limb here? Ooh, don't get me wrong. I would love to, this is going to be hard. Uh, I would love to see Rhonda and Shayna uh, win here. But I have a feeling, my head thinks that they're, they're going to do something, uh, very interesting, and they might surprise us with this match. I'm going to go with Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez here. I wish I agree with you on that, Jake. But, like, I am picking Ronda and Baszler, but I actually think uh, Sonya could probably pull something out because they have to do something with her. It's getting terrible. But but Ronda and Baszler, it's getting really terrible. It is bad, though. <laughs> You know what? I'm just happy that Chelsea Green's going to get her WrestleMania moment. So let's just take a second and let that sink in. Yeah, that, that, that's a good point. She's getting, she's finally getting her moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah that... 
Yeah, it's great point, Matt. Great. Well done, show. Okay, Jim, let's go to a match that I think we all read is going to be the best match out of WrestleMania once we put everything to the side here. It better be. It's for the Intercontinental Championship. It's Gunther versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre. This should be a banger. And David, who you've taken? Gunther. Ditto. Gunther. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that will be a three-way Gunther. But uh, just, just with inner Sheamus and uh, Drew are going to do something that's going to cost them the matchups. It. That's true. It was, uh, Gunther having this Intercontinental title puts the prestige back into it. And even longer. Give him another year. You know, Jim, I want to disagree with you so much, but you are so right. Gunther has done such a great job of lifting the Intercontinental Championship to heights that it hasn't been at in a long time. So, yeah, Gunther's going to win this. It's a good match. Okay, Jim, on to the next match here, as we're going to see the Hell in a Cell match, as we have Edge possibly facing the Demon himself, Finn Balor. David, who are you taking? Are you taking Edge or are you taking the Demon? Damn. Finn Balor. And Jake, who do you feel? Yeah, uh, gotta agree with David. Um, uh, we've we've seen Edge uh, win a couple of times already, so I think this is a time for the Demon to shine and to rise out of the ra- the ashes right here. That's weird. Uh, I'm gonna go Edge, Canadian boy. Ooh, <laughs> Balor needs to win too, though. But like with both of them, they need some uh, momentum behind them again. Balor's been. I agree with you guys. Pick. Like, yeah, Fowler needs to get some, like, a steamroll behind him. That's right. That's 100% it. So I, I think Edge will just finally put it to bed. Okay. I'm just saying that because, like, we've already seen it with Elimination Chamber uh, with uh, with the, with the mixed tag match. So, but, yeah, I couldn't, yeah, I, I couldn't put in past uh, what you said too, Randy. So hmm. they need to get away from each other, I think. Personally, I'm feeling I like to see a heel demon Finn Balor. Think we haven't seen that before, not in North America. I know he originally used the demon to turn on the fans in New Japan for wrestling, and I think bringing that to the states is going to be interesting to see what he can do over the summer. And he can always have another match with Edge. So, gentlemen, we got two matches left, and we're going to the tag team championship of the world, and probably the match that everybody is going to talk about the night after it happens. It's Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens versus the Usos. David, is the Usos and the Bloodline going to keep their titles here, or are we going to get that happy moment that should have been in Montreal? Personally, my booking logic is based on these final two matches of my pick, so I'm going with, and they cannot surely, although they can, but I'm going with uh, with Zane and Zane and Owens. Zane and Owens. It's been brilliant. It's been good. I've loved every minute of it. Um... And I, I, yeah, that that will be the that will be for me the WrestleMania build of moment. Yeah, ditto with uh, David, and I could see this potentially being the beginning of Jay uh, having conflicts with the Bloodline, and uh, and poss- and finally uh, t- uh, turning uh, turning on Roman, and could be the start of the domino effect where you see Jimmy and Solo. Um, breaking away from Roman here. So, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Sammy and, and Kevin winning the tag team titles and finally giving Sammy uh, uh, Sammy just a, a good, like, a happy ending here. I totally agree. This is the match I've been waiting for. 
uh, just both been most anticipated for all the rest of WrestleMania weekend. And this pick is definitely money. I'm sorry. But it'll definitely be Sandy Zay and Kale. <laughs> well, you know, gentlemen, I kind of see both points here. You can keep this storyline going with the Usos having the titles coming out of Mania and Roman not having the title, and maybe that causing friction in the bloodline. But I feel like everybody got robbed of that special moment in Montreal, and I feel like they're going to get it here with Owens and Sammy being your new tag team mm-hmm. champions. With that being said, gentlemen, we're to the final match. It's for the undisputed Universal Championship of the world as the American Nightmare, Cody Rose, Cody Mania here, buddy, faces off against the Tribal Chief, nearly a thousand days as champion. David, can Cody overcome Roman Reigns? Can he start the end of the bloodline? I'm going to overthink things here. I really am, and I'm going to take a gamble, and I think Roman returns. It's too obvious. For me, and I think if, if if Owens and Sammy win the tag team titles, definitely I think I'm going to be right and the Roman returns. But we that obviously will be too late then anyway. I'm going to stand by what I say and I think Roman returns because everyone is expecting that build with Cody. Mm. And I don't think, I think it'll come, but I don't think it's this bizarrely. I don't know why, just a gut feeling that Roman, Roman is going to retain it. And I'm probably so far off being it's untrue. But that's what I'm going with Roman to retain. Okay, Jack, do you feel like energy in your soul here, buddy? Are you out of control? Are you going to go down that road? <laughs> adrenaline, the adrenaline pack, yeah, toughening in. <laughs> and this is the, yeah, this is the the moment. This is the match uh, that'll make or break it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you made some good points, David. Um, uh, since that is a, a worthy pick and a worthy risk uh, willing to take. Um, similar, but uh, since I already made a few uh, risks, uh, risk uh, choices here, um, I do think that uh, the baby, all the baby faces uh, in this in this storyline uh, will get their will get their happy ending. Uh, so I'm gonna make it different here and say Cody Rhodes. And to be honest with you, I think it's gonna be a, a hell of a match between Roman and Cody as far as like in ring wise, no doubt. Okay, Randy. Are we going to have to come on next week's episode and acknowledge you as a Churchill Cup champion as, like, Roman Reigns on SmackDown after he beats Cody Rhodes? Or are you going with this clean sweep here, buddy? Well, I went to a uh, convention. We go to the convention with Chris Van Fleet over the weekend on, on Sunday. And you'll be surprised by this, David. But when we asked, when we asked, like, 75 people wow. and we took it down, by a popularity vote of 90%, they picked Roman Reigns. So there's, yeah, I was stunned. But there's two things. Do they know anything about wrestling? Or, you know what I mean? That's what came in their head. But Chris Stanfleet gave me an insight and uh, uh, made sure it set the set, uh, statement in my head. It's WrestleMania, the Rhodes family. It has to be Cody Rhodes for the moment. It can't be a SummerSlam. It can't be a Royal Rumble. It has to be WrestleMania. So for that reason, I was going to pick Roman to take the popular fan vote, but it only makes sense. It's WrestleMania, Cody Rhodes, and that is my pick. To think, like the man who revived his career, uh, uh, being a part of All In, uh, paving the way for All Elite Wrestling, uh, and just a, a, a new, uh, new generation, paving the way for a new generation of wrestlers. 
finally getting his moment and having the title that uh, his father tried to but tried to get but couldn't make his way onto it. Uh, just uh, fulfilling uh, Dusty Rhodes' legacy. So that's that's like the perfect ending for me. So I definitely got you, got you there, Randy. <laughs> you know, you know what's really funny though. I honestly think I, I agree with David. I think Roman should win it though because. Cody, if he does win this, I think this is where the fans turn again. Like, you know what I mean? I don't like him. Sure. Um, so hot right now. And like I said, when they asked these people, they were confident, right? They were like, Reigns, the kids to the adults to like whatever it was, they want Roman Reigns. So again, I understand the story side of it and the nostalgia, the, the pump and Cody Rhodes should win. But this could actually be the downfall of Cody Rhodes again. So, mm. let's, Cody Rhodes, just because I have to make sure I hold my... I think I'll say this. I don't think it's going to be... If there is going to be... I, I'm sure that some fans will turn on him. I don't think it's going to be that bad as the AEW fan base, to be honest with you. I mean, he's one of... He's up there, I'm guessing, top three of biggest merch sellers uh, in the WWE. And... uh uh, he's garnered he is he has garnered so much money in box office for the company. And to be honest with you, I think those revolting fans have already moved over to AEW. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those revolt I mean those 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 uh those fans who are <laughs> those those fans who are revolution. Um, it's revolting. Um, but Jay will rebuttal to that. Yeah, he may be number three in sales, but uh Number two and one in sales for a period of time with Sami Zayn, and they didn't give it to him. So David, right? So I don't know. I, I honestly don't think, personally for me, it'd be good to get it on him and have that story, yes. But there's a lot of things, a lot of people he could wrestle. Yes, Roman could take a little time off, or Death Bloodline could intertwine with himself with Jay and everything else, which would be a great story as well. But uh I, I think the Roman story coming out of WrestleMania with the bloodline is going to be bigger than Cody winning the belt. Yeah, either way. Mm-hmm. Either way, whichever way it goes, you, you, you're right, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. There is a little bit of a... There's there's a little bit of thing uh, things to consider here. Is Will Paul Levesque and in the background Vince McMahon would allow uh, someone who has went to the opposition and have that and have that top spot. Uh, there's that, that's some, also something to consider too. Like, you know, we've seen so many times with, with uh, people who come over from WCW. So that, that's, that's definitely a question there too, but uh, it's 2023. I could see it different here. Uh, people have moved on, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's one question to consider too, Randy. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been your official Churchill Cup challenge. As we preview WrestleMania. Gentlemen, the best of luck to you. May the best of you win. Thanks so much. Before we go here, I have the results of our greatest WrestleMania match of all time tournament that we were doing with Six Win Media. And ladies and gentlemen, the final two matches were Brock versus Hogan and Austin versus Rock. And you won't believe who won here. And it was a landslide. It was Austin versus The Rock. Even with the bad finish, that basically won three to one against Hogan versus the rock. I was at Hall and rock and the atmosphere and the electricity, nothing, nothing. The only thing close that could come, probably come close to it is Sami Zayn and Montreal elimination chamber, but nothing could be that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bradley. 
I just want to give a special thanks to Chris and Matt for helping do this tournament and run this tournament. I'm going to chat with them and see if we want to do it for SummerSlam. So stay tuned. Happy Mania weekend, everybody. Follow me at Jake Allinar on Twitter, jakeallinar.mp4 on Instagram. And hope you all have all the popcorn and food that you want and enjoy WrestleMania weekend. Yes, guys, and thank you for having me on, David, Jake, and you, Sean. I'm having me. But I will be coming back as your champ. So it's all good. Your longest reigning champion ever. Churchill Cup champion. That's me, Randy. And if you like what you heard or like my predictions, you can go to SundayNightsMainEvent.com. Or if you want to become a Patreon, go to Patreon.com forward slash Sunday Night SME Radio. Sorry, I apologize. I screwed up on that. And uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at that as well. This is Sergeant Arms of Christina on behalf of the guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please head over to Apple Podcast and leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next time, the liberation continues.